All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Monday, May 4th, 2020. I am your host, Detroit Sports Writer Noel Bianchi, here today, as always, with longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. That's right, we got a new sponsor, a presenting sponsor. They have the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Guys, I've been struggling to get in shape, keep in shape over this quarantine, and uh, I got some Built Bar shipped to my house last week. Tried one out, and I decided from now on, this is my new breakfast. Uh, it's delicious. Uh, 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate and nut flavors, 8 chocolate and nut-free flavors. Uh, bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Uh, it really is delicious. And then if you just go and look at some of the nutritional facts on the label, you'll see that uh, it really is quite the superior bar. Some of them as low as just 110 calories, super filling. Go get yourself a built bar today. Uh, we've got a good interview coming up with James Edwards from the athletic. He's a Detroit Pistons beat writer over there, uh, but we brought him on to talk a little hockey. He uh, grew up a Red Wings fan. Uh, so we wanted to revisit a good fight that uh, Chris Osgood had with Patrick Waugh back in 1998 touch on that a little bit and then we do a draft of the top he's stadium. a big chris osgood fan he's big a big chris, chris osgood, osgood fan and i think that's very important to this podcast it is it is ethan was uh relieved very welcome hear. guest yeah <laughs> uh so he's on this show uh talk about that and then we do a draft of the top five uh stadium slash uh, arena foods uh we each pick five you guys can go on the internet and vote see who has the best one this did end up being a two-part episode. We had a great time doing the draft, so it went a little long. Uh, we've got rounds one and two coming today, and then rounds three through five coming tomorrow. So be sure to check back for that. Without further ado, James Edwards. All right, we now welcome on from The Athletic, their Detroit Pistons beat writer. It is James Edwards the third. James, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I hope people didn't. Turn, turn it off as soon as you said Detroit Pistons beat writer on the, <laughs> on the lockdown Red Wings, but I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, well, uh, James, while he does you know spend a majority of his time watching NBA basketball and the Detroit Pistons, he, uh, he did grow up a Red Wings fan, also the esteemed colleague of Max Boltman, who we had on this show, uh, I believe, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, those guys work together. And the reason I reached out to him to hop on the show was because uh, we – I can't remember what – it was on Twitter, but I think it was like one of those, like you have $15 assemble your team. Mm-hmm. And I, I, in my assembly of the team, I ended up with Mike Vernon, which, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh James took this pleasure to. And so I was like, Oh, he must've grown up a Red Wings fan. <laughs> and, uh, and coincidentally his favorite player growing up was Chris Osgood. So I guess I understand the internet attack. Yeah. And I, and I didn't like Vernon and it was, <laughs> and it was, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Evan, was Vernon right in between, so Ozzy was there, and then Vernon came. Was Vernon there when Ozzy was in St. Louis, or was that Hasek? That was uh, that was Hasek. So Vernon came in, uh, I believe it, it was ninety five or ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, it was way earlier. Yeah. Yeah, took his spot, and then Ozzy got it back. That's right. That's what. That's why I hate Vernon. Yeah. So yeah. I was like three when it happened, but like I saw, I have all, <laughs> I have all the, I have all the VHSs, uh, like the, the Stanley Cup runs. Yeah. And I haven't watched them in a while. It might be time to – well, I can't find a VCR, but if I could, right. I, I would rewatch them. I'm sure they're online somewhere. Vernon was good. There's no question about it. Like, he yeah. did his job, and he and he was solid. I just – the butterfly style that I was going to have, the way he played, the, the saves, just the kind of 
wildness and carefree he had in the net, which is you're supposed to be as secure as possible. Like it was just such such fun to watch. Yeah, Darren McCarty called him the sanest goaltender he's ever played with, which is not, you know, saying much. Uh, <laughs> but we do have a moment that you would like to talk about. Now, it is April 1st, 1998. Uh, we're going to revisit this moment with James. Uh, and then in the latter half of the show, we're going to do a draft of the top five uh, concession slash arena slash stadium foods. Uh, so that can be anything from, you know, a, a slice of Jets pizza at a high school football game to uh, – I don't know. It's one of those ridiculous $23 things that Darren Rovell tweets out uh, every year before the start of the baseball season. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, and then we'll, we'll probably put a poll together on Twitter. You can vote on who had the best draft, but April 1st, 1998, uh, a year after the Red Wings avalanche rivalry goes up in flames. Uh, the Red Wings go on to win the cup in 97. And when the, uh, the rivalry in its early days, kind of comes about Vernon leaves after that 97 cup and it's Chris Osgood in net and there's another brawl. We love, we love a good brawl. It was the second brawl for the second consecutive year that transpired between the Red Wings and Avalanche. There were 46 penalties, 228 penalty minutes. And in the middle of it all were Chris Osgood and Patrick Waugh squaring off. I mean, like I, I can kind of remember it as a kid. Cause I know I watched the, that game, but obviously I've seen the clip and, I've seen it various times throughout my life, but one wall could fight. You saw it the year before you saw it in this fight. He, he was ready to fight Osgood. He called him to center ice. He had his helmet off. It, Osgood had to take his stuff off. I'm not sure he was ready to fight. It looked like he was <laughs> not ready to fight. And I'll say this while got his Jersey over him first, he connected on some great punches. And he, I would say for the first, I don't know how long, they're actually fighting for, but we'll just say for the first seven seconds, I'll say one wall won the fight, but isn't it the rule in hockey? Whoever gets the guy down and gets on top wins. And absolutely. Kind of, and kind of, oh, the, yeah. end of the, the end of that fight, Ozzy connected on a few after wall looked like he kind of ran tired. He caught him with a couple. He hit the, he hit the boards and then went down and Ozzy was on top. And I hated Patrick wall. Like I'm sure everybody in this podcast and listening did. And I hated the avalanche and for, Ozzy, who was, I mean, as we knew him, a kind of quiet guy and just wanted to be in net between the pipes and came out and, and beat up the, the biggest villain in, uh, in Detroit. What's great, too, is, like, when he takes him down, he, like, completely bull rushes him right in front of the Red Wings bench. All the oh, yeah. Red Wings guys are smiling, laughing, and stuff like that. I think they knew, you know, he, he wasn't supposed to get the better of him, so you take the win that you can get in that situation. I agree, and he got him down, and – I mean, that's all. That's all. Uh, how you get a W in hockey? Get the guy down, get on top of him, and then get a few more blows on. Yeah, I feel like in in hockey too, especially like on home ice, the guy that's at home could take a beating, and as long as he just lands on top of him, you're always gonna get the yeah. Out of yeah. The crowd. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're as right. As soon as he hits the ice, <laughs> and I would say, and if we were like scoring that fight, like boxing judges, I think most of us would look at that and say, Wall landed the most punches, the most effective punches, but that knockdown, man, that, that, that gives you the round. Exactly. It's whatever gets the people going. I'm all about a good mob mentality. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It gets the people going. And then of course, a couple years later, there was uh, there was almost the trilogy. Dominic Kosick almost completed it trying to fight Patrick Wall in the middle of a scrum. I think it was 2000. It was the 2001, 2002 season, but uh, I thought it was 02. 
Yeah, uh, Dominic Hasek skates the length of the ice. Is in like perfect. My favorite thing about this is he is in the best position to do the most damage. Like an unsuspecting <laughs> Patrick Wall, he's not really facing uh, what's going on, and he travels the length of the ice to whoop his ass, and he slips and falls. Yeah, right as he enters <laughs> into that. the crease, like right on his ass. Yeah, and <laughs> give Wall credit. It, he's a great goalie, as much as I hate him. Um, one of the best ever, but, and the dude could fight and he was scrappy and gosh, I would, I mean, there's a lot of rivalries in sports you wish came back, but that rivalry with those two teams at their peak, I mean, I, yeah. I, I think as a, as a fan of the Red Wings growing up, I, I just, there was nothing better than a Red Wings avalanche game in the, in the city of Detroit at that time. Before we continue on, I need to talk to you guys for just one minute about Built Bar. That's right. I brought it up at the beginning of the show. It is the tastiest protein bar that I've ever eaten. Personally, I'm somebody who likes to, uh, when I'm trying to, you know, be a little healthier, it's tough for me to eat good food on the go. I'm, you know, even right now while we're in this uh, quarantine, I am still working a lot and it's not necessarily always easy for me to uh, whip something up. But when I do need some good protein, something to fill me up on the go, uh, I do reach for a built bar. It's good for the health conscious guy or gal. Uh, you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in delicious treat. Uh, I know a lot of times for me, the hardest part of sticking to a diet is the uh, the cravings that I get when I'm on one. Uh, and when you're craving something, uh, this is really the, the go-to thing. It satisfies that, uh, that sugar craving. And uh, like I said, it fills you up. The peanut butter brownie, which I had the other day, was only 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, three grams of sugar, and three grams of carbs i really don't think you can beat that anywhere on the market i gave some to ethan as well and he texted me probably about five minutes after i dropped him off at his house and said uh these are amazing and right now you can go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on you'll get ten dollars off your first order you can buy them in a box you can mix and match flavors find the one that's right for you uh, once again that promo code is locked on for ten dollars off at builtbar.com as much as we hate Patrick Wall, like I, I think we did a we did a power ranking of the the top five uh, most hated villains in you know Red Wings history, and Patrick Wall was at the top of that list. But at the same time, like, doesn't he kind of remind you of a Bill Lambeer? Oh, like that sure. type of yeah, guy that like Pistons fans loved. I can't think of a better comparison like to the NBA world for Patrick Wall than Bill Lambeer. No, it's perfect, and it he's one of those guys that you hate to play against. You would love him on your team. I mean, I don't know if – I think the Red Wings fans have been uh, pretty lucky with key, uh, goaltenders over the years. Um, well, I mean, from that time period on to, yeah. I guess, uh, maybe a few years ago. But, I mean, yeah, he's one of the best ever. And he, they hated him, and for, rightfully so. But it, it, you you had to respect him. And I don't know if Liam Beer gets the same respect that Waugh gets – yeah, I think once people kind of strip the fandom away, um, they see Wall for what he is. I, I don't. I think there's some people that think Lambeer was just all muscle, and if you're outside of Detroit, you might not give him the respect that people in Detroit would give Wall. Well, and you've kind of seen that a lot too with like the the last dance documentary last week being uh, the Pistons episode where the Bulls finally get over the hump, uh, beat the big bad boys. Uh, that was terrible. I'm editing that out. The big bad boys. I didn't mean to say I'll that like that. that. <laughs> I was going to say the big that. bad pistons. And then like, I realized halfway through, you know, uh, the, I was like, we're the rolling boys. with it. Yeah. We're yeah. Leave that in. 
doesn't matter. Uh, all right. Uh, up next, we do have a draft to get to today. I did. I, I like that moment, James. It was. Uh, I'm surprised we have not. We haven't even really ever touched on that moment. I don't think, Ethan. No, I don't think so. I mean, we do talk about Chris Osgood a lot, though. Yeah. And I, I mean, and he was in that March Madness bracket. Yeah, that March Madness <laughs> bracket. He was. We pushed him right along the way here. But I mean, yeah. I mean, he'll, that'll have it'll have its day in the in the sun for sure. Yeah, we did a uh, we did a sixty four man tournament to decide the greatest Red Wings of all time, uh, which mm-hmm. actually just wrapped up on Friday. So, quick plug if you haven't checked that out, go do that. Uh, Iserman versus Howe in the finals. Uh, but there was a time, there was like a two to three week period where like I was sure that Chris Osgood was going to end up winning this tournament uh, because him and then the guy who's doing the the uh, series with us, they were just Osgood slappies. How far did Ozzy get again? I forgot. He got to the Elite Eight, I think. Yeah, Elite Eight. I, yeah. think it was, I thought it was eight or 16, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah I mean, he uh, the rightful spot, I thought, I think, you know. He he came within uh, an inch of beating Sergei Fedorov to go to the Final Four. Would Would you guys say that he is – I don't know if he's the best. Just uh, if you were calling somebody the best goaltender – the Red Wings have had since, let's say, 1990. Definitely. I'd say without Absolutely. a doubt. The most important or best? or Because like, I, I don't know if he was – I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, Hasek, Cujo. Um, I Hasek think, was – sorry, go ahead. I think it's like uh, in, you know, how consistent he has been. I think mm-hmm. he – I mean, three Stanley Cups, mm-hmm. over 400 wins. I mean, he's a he's – a, like you said, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I, and I sure. think if you're – I mean, I know he bounced around and stuff, and I know he left and, and coming back, and then he wins another cup, and he takes over for Hasek when Hasek was struggling, and he wins another mm-hmm. cup for us. I think that gives him, I think, without a doubt, the most consistent – so I would guess you could say best goaltender since the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. was going to say modern day. I think if people were piecing together a modern-day Red Wings team, excluding, obviously, like Terry Sawchuk and all that, I, I would think Ozzy would be everybody's uh, netminder. But I'm just curious. No, yeah, especially because, like, the, I guess the one argument that could be made, because it's really, I think, between him, Vernon, and Hasek. And if you look, you could say, yeah, Hasek did whatever in 2002. But like Ethan just mentioned, Osgood actually replaced Dominic Hasek in the playoffs and had, like, a, a 930 save percentage uh, all the way throughout those uh, throughout that cup run. So he was just as important there as, or as Hasek was uh, in 2002. Plus Osgood has the extra cup to it. He, he won two out of the four as starter. So yeah, I, w- I would say so. I would get, I would give the edge to Chris Osgood in, well, that, in that scenario. Uh, music to my ears, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got a draft to get going on. Uh, I need your five, best stadium foods and this is a draft so if somebody takes one uh that excludes you and then uh like i mentioned before we'll put it out on twitter and you guys can vote on uh on who had the best stadium food draft so james you are our guest of honor today and uh we will start with you i mean i feel like this is just a safe pick it's the the number one pick that you know is gonna last in the league for a couple of years you don't know if it'll be a star but you know you can count on it for at least five to six years to be fine. And it's yeah. a slice of pizza. That's a good one. Definitely. Who doesn't That's like a, a slice of pizza? Absolutely. And the thing with the slice of pizza is there's two different kinds of the slice of pizza. There's the kind like you get at Little Caesars where like it's, it was previously frozen and you can taste it. Like it has a distinct flavor in the pepperoni, which I yeah. love. Right. Uh, and then it's like I mentioned, 
Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> it's got a, got a lot more cheese on it. <laughs> uh, and then you have like the, the, when you go to like a high school football game, it, you have like the individual slices wrapped in aluminum foil that they just kind of like throw at you. You know, yeah. those are, those are terrific as well. So that was a good first pick. I, I like that one. Uh, Ethan will go with you at number two. I, this is my go-to every single time I'm about two drinks deep at any sporting event right after the second period ends going into the third, I get the nachos with the salsa and the cheese and you put the jalapenos in there. That's it's good. just a go-to. It's got everything in it. And then if you get like, you know, let's say you're going to switch it up from a heavier beer to a lighter beer, you get some Bud Lights easier to wash down the hot, the spices and stuff. It's just, I love it. I love it. It's a, it's a good it. pick. That's a good pick. Uh, so I got two here. Uh, only con to me, uh, the amount of tension you have to devote to making sure you're like, you're getting the right ratio of chips to cheese. So you don't <laughs> run out of one or the other, like before. Uh, but my number one, far ahead. I don't think that far ahead. <laughs> I just scoop until one's gone. That's and fair. I always, I always find out what find with those, like one of the two, either the cheese or the salsa is gone. Yep. Pretty quick. Yeah. Like the, those two sections are very small. It's, and then you're just left with a bunch of chips. uh but i'm gonna go with a sister uh pick of that and that is the pretzel with cheese Uh, i've always been a big soft pretzel guy it's my go-to uh appetizer when you even when you go to like a a middle tier you know nicer cocktail bar or something like that you get the pretzel sticks with like the bavarian cheese but at a uh at, at a game the hot pretzel with just the nacho cheese it's uh it's the best thing that you can dip in cheese by a mile in my opinion and I go mustard with that pretzel, but I'm with you on soft pretzels. I go, I, I, too on it. I like the mustard too. Yeah. Uh, and then my second one, and th- this is kind of the same line of thinking that Ethan picked his first one, but it's the chicken tender basket. Oh, you're uh, killing me. That you was go, the next one. <laughs> you go to games, the ranch and barbecue dispensers. That just fills <laughs> you right up. That's like my go-to, like, uh, is your kitchen still open? Uh, thing to order anyways. So yeah. like when it's <laughs> when it's at a game, it's like it doesn't get any better than that. It just sits in your lap, it's perfect. Those are two good picks. Uh Ethan, back to you. Okay. Um so when I was a kid and I was <laughs> I went to a Red Wings game, I just saw like another kid with like one of those slushies in the big plastic cup with like the holding and it had a big bendy straw. And I was like, hey, mom can I get can I get one of those and she said no and then I went and asked my dad my dad's like you got it where are we gonna go <laughs> so I'm putting I have to put that one on my list I know it's not food but I mean like I ever since that I was counts. a kid and when I still see him I'm like that same feeling I get that same feeling it's very nostalgic it's like oh it's I'm a kid again we're gonna watch some sports <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna pick I was gonna go slurpee um, that was good who doesn't like a slurpee exactly especially like Especially like a baseball game in the summertime, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's really where it's at. But uh, James, you got the next pick. So kind of with the same logic, um, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of this choice in terms of taste and um, pleasure it brings, but nostalgia, cotton candy. Yep. I don't know. Yep. I mean, I'm not a. I, I don't know the last time i've gotten cotton candy but i think any time i've ever gotten cotton candy has been at a sporting event and there's just something about the guy or gal walking the aisle um with a stick that looks like they're hitchhiking yep and it's it's just colorful clouds just walking up and down the up and down the aisle (laughs) as a kid you want it because it's sugar and it's it catches your, your eye and uh 
it's just, yeah, I mean, you picture cotton candy. I, I can't picture cotton candy without picturing thousands of people behind um, or, oh, a yeah. field or a cord or a rink right behind it too. So I'm going to go cotton candy. And the best part about those bags too, is they're always like stuffed, like super full. Yes. So it's like the super dense clouds. And if I, yeah. I ha- I've had cotton candy, like recently, not going to lie to you guys. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Like, like it's not one of those oh, things. Good. It's like, you know, I used to have that when I was a kid, I, I cast it away for a long time, but when I came back to it, I found that it still gave me the same feeling as it did when I left it. Have, you guys, ever, have you guys ever seen the video of the raccoon that gets oh, the no. cotton candy? Because <laughs> raccoons like to wash their food before they eat it. So the raccoon takes the cotton candy and puts it in the water. Then it just dissolves and he just splashes around <laughs> in the water looking for where it went. It's my favorite video. It's one of the, the saddest videos. Dude, look it up. It's hilarious. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm going to watch that after this. It's awesome. All right. And that seems like a good place to stop the episode for today. Be sure to check back tomorrow to catch rounds three through five of this draft. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, uh, and leave some feedback on our Twitter. And uh, make sure to make your voice heard. Tell us who has the best day one. And then after that, just tell your smart device to uh, head on over to Locked On NHL. They've got a lot of stuff uh, going on over there. You're going to want to stay updated with the league uh, as everything kind of you know transpires here. Things get figured out, the draft lottery, etc., etc. Uh, they're a great channel to be locked into for that as well. So enjoy that, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.